Ulster Scots is a variety of Scots spoken in northeastern parts of Ireland since at least the plantation period. Quite a few writers from Ulster have used it or been influenced by it since about the 18th century and it was a tongue that I was always familiar with from childhood. It is recognised as a minority language and the Belfast or Good Friday Agreement gave it status and a degree of prominence in Northern Irish cultural politics. It has, however, lost a lot of ground to the dialect of English spoken in Ulster. These days, Ulster Scots is a residue, its vocabulary diluted, its grammatical markers losing ground, its bravest speakers ageing. It's also, it has to be said, often an object of ridicule for a variety of cultural commentators. It is an easy target. When I use Ulster Scots in my writing, I'm interested in exploring the capabilities of the tongue seeing how far it can be pushed, using resources from the spoken tongue and from the literary tradition. I came across this Azerbaijani poet by accident. I remember years ago seeing a TV programme on Nagorno-Karabakh, a disputed distinctive region between Armenia and Azerbaijan. I thought there were some really interesting parallels with Northern Ireland and wondered if it had any poets or writers of its own. Despite, I should add, being a complete novice and outsider to the nuances of the place. I didn't find much about Nagorno-Karabakh specifically, but I came across this poet who has written about the place from, I believe, the perspective of an Azerbaijani nationalist. I came across an English translation of this particular poem, and I just thought it would work really well in Ulster Scots. It has a simplicity in terms of imagery and ideas which I felt would translate. Also, of course, it seems to chime really well with the zeitgeist as it deals with borders, a very live issue in Northern Ireland and beyond. The idea here was to juxtapose the message, a message which at times kind of feels slightly naive and idealistic uh, with the Ulster Scots medium. Ulster Scots here kind of functions as a symbol of the deep connections between Northern Ireland and the southwest of Scotland and an illustration of cultural difference in the island of Ireland. The Ulster Scots medium is itself a border, a merch dyke, that problematises the rather idealistic message. Ding doon the merch dykes. We eye big merch dykes for the howler in, and say, Athen in this side belongs to me. Ach, ding doon the dykes, and cope the waz of the bonds. For the kick at other arts, ut by, ut thunder. Folks dwams will no thole be in cleeked and kists. Na, the gie the braise a dander, and loup the shucks, fi scrich a day to daily gone. As long as folk hain in their heeds, they'll glower at dawn braid her eisen. And mind ye den a red ut the gil gowans and buckies, den he sned the leaven roots. Nature'll no thole be in cleeked and kists, it mun he mere nor riggin fur. And I mind it were no bits in a chackers board, and cindered squares of the end colour. For dwams I jink and juk aff, he on the bravest horizons. Aye, ding doon the merch dykes, and cope the waz of the bonds, for to keek at other arts, good bye, good thunder.